Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Learn How to See Better podcast. This is your host, Drew Davis, inviting you back in to enjoy another session with me here, where on this podcast, we do just what the title indicates. We learn how to see better. And in these first couple of episodes, I've been sharing with you a little bit more about me and who I am, uh, so you have a better understanding of where the information is coming from that I'm sharing with you, because the idea is I want to be able to share with you and teach you how to see better. I want you to learn how to see better, because some of the things that, that I've picked up in my journey are things that I don't think we're all traditionally taught. And many of these ahas can be ones that help us progress in life as we achieve our overall all uh, state of optimum uh, health and wellness in our lives. And one of the first times I actually had the opportunity to learn how to see better uh, when I was about 20 years old and um, to really drive the point home of how I learned to see better uh, by being able to, to look deeper within myself, to understand more about who I actually am and uh, some of the ways that you can take these moments where you have certain experiences in life and use those to uh, drive you and fuel you and propel you forward as you look to uh, achieve the dreams and goals that you set out to accomplish. But it's probably best illustrated by by taking you back to uh, the late 90s for a moment and uh, walk with me, if you will, uh, down a down memory lane for a quick trip. And um, I shared how, you know, I was essentially, you know, a college kid that was, you know, coin operated and, and thought that the, the reason we go to college is so we can continue to get good grades and get a good job and make a lot of money and support a family and all those things. Right. And uh, so I was pretty ambitious and I picked one of these money making majors. Um, but as so many of us do, we learn how to have a whole lot of fun in college uh, without all that parental supervision. So, you know, I had fun just like everyone else. And when it came time to get serious and get into some of those major classes, um, you know, I, I struggled. I wasn't a serious student yet. I wasn't a college student. I was a kid in college. I remember, you know, bombing my first test and just thinking, man, do I even have, you know, what it takes. All of a sudden, you know, as this kid that's done well in school all this time is, you know, had some fun off in college and you get into some serious, you know, engineering courses and realizing, oh boy, I haven't really been prepared for this level of competition, so to speak. And that for me was a wake up call, just given the fact that like, hey, uh, I'm struggling a little bit. And it was almost uh, paradoxical because, um, you know, it had been maybe maybe spoiled a little bit by having uh, success throughout, you know, junior high, high school, grade school, all that sort of thing. And now I'm studying engineering. And, you know, when you when you're out there meeting people, because college life is a very social time, probably one of the most social times in our lives that that we all have. And you meet people, oh, you know, what, what are you doing? What kind of class are you taking? What are you majoring in? Was a common networking um, conversation question. And people say, oh, what are you majoring in? Oh, engineering. Wow, you must be so smart and this, that, and all these accolades. And, you know, college is fun. Life's good. And, you know, people think you walk on water because you take a tough major and you're going to be rich and all these other great things. But the reality of it was all was I wasn't feeling so smart. I was sitting here going through these classes, scratching my head. I'm thinking, man, either I'm not, you know, as sharp as these kids or I'm not, you know, you know, a super nerd or, you know, just worried that 
finally uh, having uh, some challenge academically and, and being behind that I was struggling a little bit was like, man, am I cut out for this? And you start to question uh, your capability and your own you know, intelligence and ability to succeed, which is unfortunate. But, you know, what, what you know, got difficult for me was when the grades started to slip and was just having too much fun and realizing, you know, I'm getting nothing but feedback through these test scores uh, that indicate, you know, you either need to, to, to get your act together or get out of the way because, um, you know, I was starting to have those questions. Gosh, am I not smart? Is this, this major for me? Can I do it? And it's, it's funny how opportunity can show up for you uh, at certain times when you maybe have certain questions in your life because I remember I got this campus job, you know, making a whopping you know, $9 an hour. Woo, woo, you know, <laughs> talk about, you know, uh, a rich student, right? Um, and the funny part about that job was I was actually providing some um, assistant, like a, I was basically a lab assistant for uh, for a lecture and lab course. And this happened to be the, the same course that I didn't do so hot in when uh, I was taking it as a as an enrollee just a couple of years earlier, a year earlier. And uh, I figured, well, hey, if I can get paid nine bucks an hour, I'd at least be able to teach this stuff a little bit. I've learned it once. I didn't do that great in the class, but I understood the concepts. And so I went down the path of, uh, you know, this regular campus job. And um, one of the funny things about uh, the experience that I had was there was uh, a kid in the class was struggling a little bit. And, and kept coming up to me with some questions about how to hook this up and concept questions. And I did what I could to answer the questions. They seemed pretty straightforward. And I didn't really, you know, the kid was, I didn't understand or know that the kid was struggling in the class at the time, like about to flunk out. Um, but, you know, I helped him the best I could when I had the opportunity to. And then, you know, just like that the semester was over and I think it was winter break and, you know, lo and behold, a month or so later, two months later, I see the guy around and he literally tracks me down in the in the engineering building one day and says, hey, 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 you know, let me talk to you for a second. I'm thinking, what's going on? Everything all right? You know, um, I, I'm in a hurry today. I don't have time to answer questions. What's up? He says, hey, I just wanted to, to stop you and let you know I'm, you know, super thankful and so, you know, excited. Uh, that course you helped me with, I had a D in it. I was about to fail and I got a B. And I said, whoa, <laughs> really? Congratulations. And I'm sitting there thinking, my goodness, you know, how did you turn it around? Because um, you ended up doing better in the class than I did. And it was it was amazing for me to just have this this overwhelming sense of joy take over when I realized that information I had inside of me that I had gone and acquired and even though I struggled to get it and didn't necessarily uh, you know look like a rock star student with regard to that subject matter I, I understood it and I was able to help someone do um, better than not, and not just better you know for themselves but heck even better than, than I did once they were able to get some insight about how to overcome an obstacle you know by someone who had been there had seen it and done it already and and that's when it hit me. I said, wow, you know, I can, I could teach others to, to help them succeed. You know, some of these concepts, I didn't have someone to explain to me when I was, when I was struggling. And so all of a sudden the, the things that I thought, um, you know, they kind of went away. It's like, wow, my, my education and the things I'm learning, it has value because of how I can help others with it. 
And so I'd shared previously how the major that I, that I signed up for was engineering. And, and the big thing that I took away in year one is you learn how to learn for a lifetime. And um, the idea from that is like, okay, well, just if you keep learning and keep sharing and keep teaching, you can keep adding value to people's lives. And how rewarding is that going to be when you've, you know, when you, when there's something that you found passion in that you're able to go forth and share it with others and help them enhance the quality of their life? That just seemed so cool to me. And it was a big aha that even though, you know, you might struggle with something as you go on this path of learning, as you develop your own knowledge and skill sets, that expertise um, can be so rewarding once you share it with others and you never know how much you're going to actually help them and potentially be that breakthrough. So for me, it was, it was wild. I got, you know, pretty excited about it. I said, okay, well now I'm you know, inspired to keep learning this stuff. I can do it. Uh, you know, let me go and figure out other ways I can, you know, figure out how to break down some of these complex topics and use, uh, my knack for analogies to be able to simplify certain, certain subject matter and the crazy part about it was you know, I found that the more I learned, the more I would get excited and the more I would share. And it was though the less people cared because I'd get all jacked up and geeked out on something new I'd learn and then just go spew it on people. And, and uh, maybe I was a little overexcited and too info-packed because uh, what I would find is not everyone was too um, receptive to whatever it was I had to share. And... Um, it could be pretty discouraging, right? You know, feel like, gosh, people don't want to learn. They always, you know, they don't always ask for what, I, what I'm what sharing, what I'm offering up. And then you start to have the defeating thoughts like, oh, well, you can't make money teaching anyway. Or, you know, so what's the value of being passionate about something if you can't, you know, cash a major paycheck? And, and you know, you start to back burner these things by questioning value and, and eroding the idea that something you know, you were convinced, gave you a certain level of joy and excitement, being able to help someone else have a breakthrough. You know, they were they were in the dark and I had the light and they came to me and I worked with them and lit their candle and now we both, you know, we both can see better. And, and that individual learned how to see better and I was able to learn how to see better and see into myself um, that I had potentially a knack for um, sharing information and teaching and regardless of what um, other people say I, I know for a fact that the information that I've received and help others with that I share is going to be impactful into their world and it's taken some time and um, it wasn't always easy but I can now confidently say that I've been able to shatter the false beliefs that you that you are unable to do what you love and make that that endeavor profitable. It's like you don't have to um, look at what you love and say, gosh, am I going to go broke doing that or not? It's, it's more about um, the ways that you take the resources you have and go forth and be resourceful. And it makes a lot more sense now um, when you read books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it says, you know, understand why the rich don't work for money. It's like, okay, I, I get it. it it's, it's, it's about the knowledge. It's about the assets that, that you're actually working for and developing because you can leverage those. You can help people with those. And that's an achievement that I've had because to be able to actually turn things that I'm passionate about and go and invest 
to be able to get new knowledge and ways to uh, unlock certain levels in my own life and then turn around and share that with other people is just a fantastic, a fantastic feeling. Um, so it's, it's amazing to think about how um, you can go from, you know, one point where you're just bumbling and stumbling around the world, around in the world to finding that, hey, there's something out there that you have a little bit of a calling for or certain interest or certain passion that, that drives you and whether you want to drive that to um, being a leader or you want to drive that into um, you know, being profitable in business or you want to drive that into being leaving a legacy or all of the above, that it's possible to do that. And, and moreover, it, it, it's about being able to do what you want to do. Um, and to do what you love and not have to focus on the compensation for it. You can have your cake and eat it too. And, and I think what's been the most important to come, the most important lesson learned is that I have learned to, to live. And how do I do that? Is, is you, well, you live to give. You live to give and you give to receive. So uh, that's kind of what... I think has come from this entire process of learning how to see better, to see myself and, and understand that, hey, I'm, I'm driven by being able to operate in such a way that adds value to people's lives. And um, I find joy in being able to go out and, and learn cool and exciting things um, that enhance the, the quality of life and say, hey, you know, look what I've got out here. You know, we live in the information age now, so we're all uh, trying to find it. And when you're able to uh, locate some, some good gold nuggets, you feel like uh, you've got that duty to share them with the world because uh, some of these prizes, they shouldn't be kept secret. And so for any of you out there, I hope that you're able to see and understand that uh, when you learn how to look deeper within yourself, uh, if you're struggling to find your passion or you're trying to get clarity on a certain issue you might be facing in your life, it's really being aware of, of, of the sensations that go through you and, and the thoughts and the feelings and being able to sort through all of that and understanding which are the real true signals coming from inside of you that are trying to tell you something and communicate with you. That's the, that's the stuff you want to listen to. Those are a little bit more than the, the gentle nudges um, that are the voices that speak to you in life. So um, hopefully you're able to take something from that experience that I had as a young whippersnapper out there just trying to figure out what uh, what he could do to, to be a little bit more successful in, in college and turned around and it turns out that I found out um, that by teaching I can receive one of my highest joys and that would end up developing into something that I restrained for some time but knew it was a passion and was able to uh, overcome the inhibitions about um, value and knowledge and education and uh, being able to share that with people and leveraging a platform to do that such as this one right here so that when I learn how to see better I can teach others to see better as well. So with that, I want to uh, go ahead and close this episode out until next time. Keep doing what you can do to understand uh, yourself a little better. Look deep within and know that you have the ability to live the life of your dreams one step at a time. So until next time, can't wait to catch up with you all again soon. See ya.